Coming to you live, this is your MTG Action Forward News Team. Hello, this is MTG Action 4 News, your new scene for keeping things fresh in the multiverse. I'm Mr. Combo Number 5, providing you new ways to lose your friends. Then we have Big Tuck, your breaking news source. Yes, and remember everybody that sometimes you can find stuff under the carpet of flowers. Wow. Squee McGee getting caught up with the meta traffic with the Weatherlight Report. I'm bringing you the beat on the street. Then we have the head of CMD Tower himself. Well, he seems to have been hit by the Rhea Dawnbringer's touch with Valentine's Day approaching, Ooh. so he is too <laughs> goo-goo-eyed to work today. Like it. He's got the Urza's Googles on. Oh! Oh! Thank you for tuning in to your number 12 source for Magic the Gathering News. We are excited to be nominated for an Emmy Cruel. One could hope. Yeah! yeah. yeah. I think we what are you booing? You're booing yourself? Yes. I got wow. a question. Have we been nominated? We have. We have been nominated. We're in the well, top six. But we're... So we're we have been nominated. But we're, in the, ah! we're in the top six, but I don't know if we're in final nominations. How does this I work? Can't, I can't imagine there's multiple for this sort of thing. We so, made it past the first yeah. round. I'm taking it. First round, there's only seven. We did it. Yeah. Well, that's what we were joking about. It's like, so there was eight, you're saying. <laughs> so big accomplishments for everyone involved. 2020, baby. Yeah. We are going to start off at the top of the cats of latest and carnage that ensued with 45. So this last Sunday was a blur due to a Super Bowl <laughs> Chiefs win. Boo. Uh, so much fun. <laughs> it was fun. Uh, <laughs> me and a friend of the cast, Davis, actually, to be superstitious, he didn't care. He just wanted to get away from everyone. But we ended up watching the game outside because it was so nice. That's where I, we ended up playing most of my games outside. And it was like some of the most fun I've had just being out of that freaking basement. <laughs> it was gorgeous. Yeah. Crazy thing is friend of the cast, Will... At the end of the first half, me, him, and everyone were watching in the living room, and we all started to get super superstitious because we never watch games together, like with Joanna oh, and all right, of her right, friends. Right. So I went outside. Will went downstairs to his chair. I don't know if anyone saw the yeah, pictures yeah, on yeah, Twitter. Yeah. Uh, he sat in the chair until we won. He is now going to marry this chair, <laughs> and he has permanent sharpied it on the back, so it is now forever. That's, incre- His chair. That's incredible. If you'd like me to draw him some nice, sweet art, I will do that for him. That's up to you, him, and his new missus. Uh, yeah, well, I guess, yeah. I do you, can do, you can give her some fresh tattoo. <laughs> I do need to clear it with the missus. Uh, so, the one game I wanted to talk about was game one, but honestly, retrospect, even though it's one I know the most details of, it's the one I would want to talk about, because I got to debut Bruda Clad Seven Dwarves tr- Permanent Tribal Shout out to CCO Nation yeah. for giving me the inspiration to do a Brood of Clad Seven Dwarves deck, but I did the twist of no instants or sorceries in the entire deck. I was able to get a Followed Footsteps, which is a three colorless blue-blue enchantment that at the beginning of your upkeep create a token. token copy of whatever creature mm-hmm. it's on. I got it on a Seven Dwarf. Yeah! <laughs> and in no time, I had... Four tokens of seven, seven dwarves, including the original. Um, eventually, someone was like, okay, you did your thing, and they blew up the right, follow yeah. footsteps. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I got reform out, and I won the game with having like six, six to nine, six, six blue whales. Oh, it's beautiful. So it's like I did the gimmick, but the uh, well, deck still functioned to win. And the thing and I like, killed somebody with whales. The thing I like even more about that deck is that it's only seven dwarves. There's no other dwarves in it. So it's not even dwarf yeah. tribal. It's specifically <laughs> seven dwarf tribal. So I think it's great. And it's even better that you got the one off it. So I congratulations. Know. And that's a blue deck that I have that doesn't have Cyclonic Rift. So if Very I good. got this straight, you were playing a seven dwarves deck and you killed him with whales. 
Yes. Correct. Fish? Good. That's all I large needed to fish. know. Were they the six sixes? Uh, or the large mammals. Six sixes. Mammals. Nine nines are the krakens. What's it? So wait, is it fish, whale, kraken? Yep. Okay, yeah. Reform's great for those who are looking for it. Yeah, <laughs> they are great. And I even got the tokens for them, so I had all the appropriate. Very so. good. Beautiful. Well, Squee McGee, what games do you want to talk about? <laughs> Son of a the breeze. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I was actually watching Dolphins on Sunday. Oh, for, for, for real! It was squeeze breeze. I was out on the beach tanning. I was watching dolphins. We went you for do, a boat ride. You do look a little. Fish. You do look a little more uh, colorful than usual. Yeah, so. I was uh, down in Padres, so this will be the last uh, weekend. I will actually be back next week with a game to so talk he, about. So he says. Yeah, I promise. I'm in town. I'm not skipping. It's been a month. I'm shaking. I got withdrawal. I got to get back. Excellent. Well, Big Tuck, what game do you want to talk about? Uh, so you just want to talk about the weather that you enjoyed? I did enjoy the weather a lot. <laughs> it was incredible. So I'm glad. Hopefully, it doesn't seem like we'll be able to play outside anytime soon again because we're back to the frozen tundra. But yeah. um, so I mostly spent my time debuting two new decks and just getting land flooded in both of them. So that sucked. But um, after the podcast that came out last Friday with Queen Marchesa, and then in the interim, I made swaps that we talked about. Yep. So Kaya, Elspeth, uh, Archangel is Tides. How's that Kaya one. doing? Oh my God, it was so good. So we gave it to Tyler, who I think was the first time we'd play with him. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if he listens or a Patreon or anything, but if you do, no. hi Tyler, and also suck it. Yeah, so he, he's one of those degenerate <laughs> yeah, legacy, legacy players. People. Dude, Wait, he plays. Who, like who a, even plays he, legacy? He played. He kept what a one. He kept a one lander and had a dominant dominate the entire what? game. What? So he had a, he had a thing going where he had Kaya and Elspeth board wiped, bounced Elspeth, came down, board wiped again. And I was playing my <laughs> Rian deck, so I couldn't cast anything. I had Nova Worm out, so I was like, this sucks. Uh, I think we were playing against, we were playing with either Ross or Davis, and they took that out. Then the, then it came around, then he played Soren and started doing the same thing with Kaya, where he could just emblem every turn. Beautiful. It was unreal. Like, I love it. That deck, on a, those on a one draw by a, a mile. Yeah. Like, it wasn't, even, it wasn't even close. Like, those four additions I put in, granted, he got two of them, and he also got to, he discarded uh, the old Karlov ghost. Council, I think, yep. and animated dead, so we couldn't attack him. It was just, <laughs> it was unstoppable. Like there's nothing we could do. Like the goal. We, bo- we board wiped, couldn't get rid of his planeswalkers, and it's more just out. he kept the one lander. Yeah, like, the sir, goal you played one each. Yeah, I've no, only done that with Reese, and that's only because I had, I had like a land and like a land or else. And you have to Reese, go. But, so but I think he, like I think he years, had two but. signets, and he knew. I think he had the animate dead as well, so he knew that he could get something back. But he like. Land, he like it was Scry Land, Drew Land, Scry Land, Drew Land. Oh God! Signet, huh. Signet, something else, and uh, so what you're saying is that was on his side. He had like the perfect top part yeah. of the deck. So if he ever plays that deck again, he's screwed. Right? Yeah, he won't win with it again. But then it was okay. Uh, and then I whomped up on the turn after that, or the game after that with Boros out of nowhere. So that was awesome to see that deck like work <laughs> in a non usurper or yeah. kingdoms, whatever you want to call it. That's format. awesome. That's and so soon after, I mean, it must yeah. give you so much gratification. Like, oh, yeah, I just did this. I just put the cards right, in, yeah. And uh, it's like, oh, yeah, everybody loves that moment. yeah. So, it was it was a fun game, awesome, even if I got whomped on, <laughs> yeah, you know, happy. Oh, yeah, we're gonna do well. That's gonna cover 40 Life in a Dash. Now, to cover what's going on in your local multiverse, what's the plane chase? So, we're about the six month mark of starting our content creator journey, and 
you know, we wanted to share some terrible opinions about how you could get started. <laughs> we, the, clear, we clearly know what we're doing. Yeah, yeah we're clearly right awesome at it. Our seven to eight collective. You know, I, I think the command zone has one, but I think we clearly know more. Right. Than they Wait, do. Yeah. Command, who's uh-huh. command zone again? I, I don't Is that know. Game know. Nights? It's a small I think it's game nights. Somewhere. Suck it, Jimmy. <laughs> Wait, was that a Wait, real question? No, I you're being sarcastic. No, actually, no, I wasn't. Yeah, command, <laughs> I, I don't know. Command zone's <laughs> their channel. Oh, no, game I'm sorry. Is that episode? I got back. I got back it up. I'm sorry. First off, I got I. I screwed up. So what I meant to say was, suck at Vorthos, nerds. And then I meant to say, I'm coming for you, Jimmy. So anyways, continue, please. And so what we thought we would do is each of us three have really kind of dove into different aspects of what it takes to just be a content creator mm-hmm. in general. And some of this, you know, would be specific to magic. But, you know, we thought we'd give you our two cents, you know, things that we wish we would have known in the beginning uh things that we've kind of learned along the way maybe there's a tip or trick uh which i definitely have some from like a social media management perspective and that way if you wanted to start one whether it's magic or not you at least have some basis to kind of go off of and a short little condensed thing that doesn't want to make your eyes bleed because let me tell you i've watched so many final cut pro 10 videos (laughs) on youtube it's terrible yeah it's hard so so uh we're gonna cover social media management audio editing video editing Website dev, money, you know, how do you spend it? You know, do you get merchandise to have your fans be able to go get? Uh, What kind of equipment do you buy? Things like that. Mm -hmm. And then just overall, how do you prepare to do these content things? So we'll start with social media management, which is something that I've kind of taken the, the run for with the group. And when we talk social media, that's talking Twitter, that's talking Facebook, it's talking Reddit, it's talking YouTube, it's talking your Podbean platform. Um, you know, the Discord, mm-hmm. anything we're like that. We're talking the internet. Yeah, yeah we're talking the, everything on the internet. I've been told it's a series of tubes, you see. Yeah, yeah. Al Gore So, um, you know, if I was going to start, the, the biggest thing is in the beginning, and this is initially how I started, focus in on one and then mm-hmm. just have a second one that you put a little bit of time into. Mm-hmm. So initially, I know from being a fan myself, Everyone's all on the tweeters. Yes. Everyone's all over the tweeters. But the way that you see the successful uh, podcasts and groups would be like, for example, you know, we talk about the command zone. Well, they have their own channel, but then Josh and Jimmy and Ashlyn and all of them have their own personality channels. So, uh, you know, we we were talking with Mr. T himself and like, hey, uh, how can I get access to your main account? Right. That way I can manage that when we do posts and things. And I can also just manage mine. And he was like, suck it. Not giving you my password. (laughs) There's a thing called hacking. Yeah. (laughs) So there's a very cool tool that I found that works within Twitter, but it's free. It's called TweetDeck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Mm -hmm. TweetDeck's a very neat tool to where your whoever had the main account to begin with can give access to other users and then they can you know send messages do posts but then they can also do their own page on there and the thing i like the most is you can do future posts Mm -hmm. so a lot of times what i'll do is on a thursday night i'll go in there and get the main account and mine ready for whatever the brews and builds is going to be have a future post for a specific date and time, and then that way I don't have to worry about it when I'm doing my IRL job or, uh, you know, IRL sitting on the couch. So, uh, you know, TweetDeck is something I would definitely check out. Facebook was kind of our secondary one, and that's one that's still, like, we do, like, our events on there, and 
you know, we, we do have our podcast platform post to that, but we haven't really gotten too engaged, just more we just haven't seen the need for it. Mm, but, yeah. you know, that is one that I would say is kind of more of a back burner. Facebook's great for local events. Like yeah, you and have you, yeah. Looked, have you looked into, so back when I was a recruiter, we had something that would post... We could set up a post to send out to like everything at certain times, right? So, so that's the thing I still haven't found yet. Okay, so I'll I can I'll look up that because I was trying to find it now. But there's some there's something where you could send like on this time at this hour. I mm-hmm. want to send it to Twitter. I want to send it to Instagram. I want to send it to Facebook. And you can you can convert the formats description and whatever. formats and everything right. to match it. Because right. like well, okay. I've noticed one thing I've noticed recently since I joined Twitter. It's, which is still maybe a mistake, but what are you going to do? Um, <laughs> I've noticed that like, if you try to post Instagram to it, it like has, it doesn't show, like if I take a picture yeah, on right, Instagram yeah, and it post it, it just the, gives a link. Text and right. Link, Whereas yeah. I think this thing posts, we'll actually, do yeah, it. actually posts the actual content. Okay. So, let me help. Let me help you. I, I would like that because I, I found ones that do it, but they all cost money. Mm. And so I didn't want to pay money. Uh, okay. And, and that kind of leads to the second thing is, when you take on the social media stuff, just understand that it's going to be a lot of redundant stuff. Yeah. And you're going to have to do it from a lot of different places. A lot places. of copy and pasting. Yeah, a lot of copy and pasting. <laughs> Let me tell you, on Reddit, when I go post all the different magic groups, when we have new stuff come out, which I've been bad about it the last two weeks, but it's just literally copy-paste, but I can only do the body, and then I have to retype out the, the header, and it just yeah. consumes time. So yeah. just know from a social media perspective, it's pretty easy stuff. It's just... It'll take it's you sink, an hour yeah. to two hours a week to do your posts. Yeah, you have to like you have that. to stay top of mind, right. and you have to be constant contact. What, if you take two weeks off, three weeks off, people stop following. Yep. You. And one thing that I did that I will say that like was a little tough for me is right when I got into Twitter and started getting that going. We also had the Discord that right. we opened yep. up, right, mm-hmm. which is great and it's exciting. Like I think we all really enjoy the conversations and posts Absolutely. that we have in there. But I went from having like a Facebook thing to that like really two, didn't do yeah, that on. I never really did much on, anyways. To having like two different things where I'm like wanting to be interactive and mm-hmm. and be involved and, and try to get it try to drum up more business if you will for us. So I think if I had done Twitter a little before that and kind of got that up to speed and learn how to manage that, yeah, then bring in something like Discord, which is a little more real time. Sure, I think that would have been a little easier too. So as you're looking into your options, find some. I would recommend for me. Find the ones that you feel more comfortable with and yep. kind of focus on that. And then once you got that down cold, start 100%. switching out to other stuff. Yeah. The only one that I would recommend staying away from because, you know, I've as a follower, I've tried to look into it. And the only one that's good at following is MTG Goldfish. Just stay away from Instagram. Like even, oh, yeah. even for Magic the Gathering stuff. Yeah. Instagram. It, it's more music. It's more yeah. uh, art. That kind of stuff. And it stuff. really clutters. Like for, if you if you do magic your type own of conversation, if you do your own sense. account with it, I've noticed like I used to follow Star City Games. These yeah. Other things. And it just clutters. It just backlogs you yeah. so much just to try like, to get like goldfish stuff. works because they always do the leaked preview mm-hmm. cards and right, so yeah. that's like mm-hmm. really nice like oh I can just see a bunch of preview cards all at once right. but like even command zone I think just joined 60 days ago and yeah. they've been around for five years my studio page for example I use Instagram quite a bit but that's because right. the music world the, the artistic like world mm-hmm. that's that's where everybody hangs out because it's it's visual it's audio based are you saying hipsters <gasps> uh, hipsters of the coast maybe Ooh, I think that's a that Twitter a thing, thing. That <laughs> 
the tubes. Wait, wait, <laughs> are, are we the no coast hipsters? No, this no coast thing is ridiculous. Yeah, I don't like I, it. Or the new Midwest or whatever. Like no shit. There's no coast Ugh. in the middle of the country. Oh, I gotta get it at first. No. I was like, what do you mean no coast? However, there oh, is okay. a beach at Shawnee Mission Park, so y'all can suck it. All right, so the next one we'll head over to is Squee with audio editing. Yeah. You know, would you wish you would have known getting into this? Obviously, audio editing is your IRL, yep. so maybe things weren't that different for you. But what have what have you kind of learned throughout this? I would say I'm in a bit of a unique situation. I think for most people trying to get into content creation, as far as podcasting goes. For those playing the home game, if you haven't seen, go to my Facebook or my Instagram page at Rich Chaos Records and look at the pictures. I run a full recording studio. I've got 20 plus microphones. Mm-hmm. I can run them all at the same time. I record full bands, drum sets, guitars, bass, vocals, the whole nine. So I've been doing that for, I don't know, seven or eight years now, really getting used to it and getting into it. And I've been doing that professionally for three or four. So having that background was invaluable as far as podcasting. Mm. So I wouldn't really say that my expectations were different than what I ran into. But for those people that haven't done this type of work before, I want to set some expectations as far as what you're going to get into. So say, for example, I think the biggest thing one is just the amount of time. If you get a, a, a clean recording of audio and you have it and it sounds great and it's an hour and a half long and you want to go through and you want to edit it out and you want to get rid of the little pauses or maybe somebody said something wrong or you need to go back and do another take or uh, sure, add yeah. in a sound effect, something like that. All that takes a little bit of time and you listen to this in real time. So if you have an hour and a half long podcast episode, bank on at bare minimum, an hour and a half is if it's perfect. Right, yeah. You don't change a thing. You just listen to it and go through and make sure everything's right. It's going to be an hour and a half, but realistically, it's probably going to be three to four hours because mm-hmm. you're going to go through and you're going to stop, cut things out, move it back, pause sure, it, yeah. add in a sound effect, edit it, but make sure everything's leveled out, whatever the case may be. Um, so I would budget more time than you expect to do that. It's a bit monotonous in the process, and you certainly don't have to go as far as I do. I'm <laughs> a little meticulous as far as that type of stuff goes yeah. just because of the way that I engineer in, in the music world kind of mm-hmm. bled over this and it hurts my soul not to. So you could probably get by on an hour and a half episode just listening through it and taking 30 minutes and cutting out a few things here and there and making that work. Yeah. So so for someone who's not going to be as meticulous or mm-hmm. do this as an IRL job, what would you recommend that someone would need to just get started? Like bare minimum, yeah. what, what do they need to record uh, two people talking over sub sandwiches? Great. So, yeah, that's, that's a perfect question. So... Uh, unfortunately in the world, most people buy a blue Yeti and plug it in and hope for the best. And I really don't recommend that Uh, for the same amount of money for the most part as you're going to spend on the Yeti and the software and all the crap to get that going. Uh, you can do what I did when I first started my studio. Uh, right now I run 20 microphones. When I first started my studio, I ran two and you have to learn from the basics. So yeah, get a little two channel USB interface. It could be maybe pre-Sonus, Focusrite makes good ones like that. And there may be a hundred or $200. And then pick yourself up a good pair of regular dynamic microphones. So those would be like a Shure SM57. You can find one of those used for 50 or 60 bucks any day of the week. Pick up a couple of those, plug them in. Uh, the reason I say that is the, the second part of getting started is make sure you have a really good place or a really good room to do this in. That's almost more important than the microphones that you're sure. using. Uh, I can't tell you how many podcasts I've listened to where airplanes are flying by or you can hear somebody in the kitchen clanking dishes right. or whatever. Uh, just have a room that's with a closed door and separate. You're not going to get a lot of road noise if possible. Um, for example, I built mine in the basement of my house. It's underground and you don't get any of the external noise. Uh, so having a good- Yeah, James E. Old, he has a house. 
<laughs> but yeah, get a good room for it. Uh, be it a bedroom or a back bedroom or whatever the case. Or shit, it doesn't have to be permanent because uh, these little interfaces—they're I don't know, less than a foot by a foot. Right. Yeah. Uh, they plug into USB into your computer. Most of those will come with some version of free software that'll do. The way ba- more the basics, than what you need yeah. to do. You could record a full band with that if you needed to. You just don't have the full suite of editing. But yeah, I would recommend that. Spend maybe two or three hundred bucks total. Uh, get a good basic setup. Have a good room. And then from there, as you start getting into it and listening to the audio, you'll get a lot better at picking up on, mm-hmm. you know, I need to change that or I can edit this or I can do little things there. And then from a free software perspective, because obviously if they're spending two, three hundred to get the gear to get going right. i know on mac you highly recommended when i dialed in remote to use GarageBand. yeah GarageBand it is free in itself yeah like if you own a mac GarageBand is free it comes with it and it's a vastly overpowered software for being free sure it's good you can add instrument sounds in whatever you want in the background and it comes on, on iphones too doesn't yeah, it for yeah for sure yeah. you can download it on your phone on your ipad you can and a lot of these interfaces will go into right. an iphone or an ipad and, and then a mac or a windows machine mm-hmm. is there a free one you'd recommend uh, studio one is okay. a really good software um pro tools also has a free version of their software which okay. is just limited on the number of tracks say for example a song i'd probably have a hundred different tracks of guitars and basses sure and all that. but when you're recording but on a podcast, yeah, yeah, yeah right. you got two or three microphones at most and you can even get by with one microphone in a pinch and put it in the middle cool. of the table and talk back and forth to each other so uh yeah that'd be my recommendations there and just be patient with it awesome yeah. awesome appreciate it uh so the next one's gonna be video editing this is something that we're literally going through right now <laughs> but it's funny because we actually tried to start this almost a year ago right. with with big tuck and i um and so you know big tuck why don't you start because you definitely experienced the challenges mm-hmm. in the beginning and then i'll kind of talk about it a little bit now because you know we've already published our first youtube video to kind of start to get feedback sure. so in, in the beginning what were some of the things that you kind of came across when you wanted to do video yeah i think the i think the hard thing is and i know people aren't going to agree with me this but doing video editing on a windows pc no matter how powerful it is sure. it's just harder um i went to i have an undergrad in undergrad one of my minors was digital cinema so i did a lot of editing there and we did it all using uh, variations of mac tools i think they're just better suited for this right they generally have the, they design those programs gener- with mac in mind right yeah and like generally mac, generally, as an generally a mac will have a faster processor a better video card just like straight out of the gates so um i started trying to do some edits trying to do some different um free software and found a couple things that were okay um the i think the our original i think our original setup of doing it with a gopro once we found the right uh sure. stand and setting all that up was kind of the right thing to do so i really don't think it takes much from the get-go um the biggest thing with video editing as i'm sure you can get into is time yes like if you're going to do if you're going to be the video editing person for yourself it's going to take hours yep. like take even, audio times two yeah. or three um and again if you just want more. Ch- if you just want to chunk something together and throw it up that's fine and yep. it's just you know you can you can if you want to if you need to have a youtube video you can just put up an image and put the words on it and publish it out of windows yep. video yep. editing software and i would also say for, for video editing computer graphics cards and processors yeah. are vastly are, important are huge yeah and that'll kind of segue over to where i'm at right now because initially what me and big talk were trying to do is actually do gameplay video before we even wanted to do a podcast right. we we're like let's just do gameplay video 
Because I don't know if we just didn't think of doing a podcast, or were you just like, I don't want to talk, I just want to show yeah, you how yeah, to yeah. Well, we thought it'd be easier to yeah. do that, so. And so <laughs> what, fool, what young fools we were. And so when Big Tuck was like, hey, you should you should be able to do this on a Mac a lot easier, I was like, oh, well, I have a MacBook Pro. I mean, it's five years old. Yeah. But whenever, you know, Mr. Combo goes out and be, buys a piece of IT hardware, I always try to get the best that I can possibly afford, because I know how antiquated the stuff gets, mm-hmm. how quickly it does. And so I, you know, I figured, oh, well, this was tip top of the line three, five years ago, three, yeah. four years ago. So it should be middle of the road now. I mean, right. it's an i7, 16 gigs of RAM. You yep. know, it has a decent graphics card. Uh, and I try to do it in an iMovie because kind of like GarageBand, iMovie right, is a free, free yeah. application right. and it should be able to do basic stuff. Yeah. I learned the hard way. <laughs> First, when you just do the, there's like a, uh, a, sh- a, a shutter or camera stabilization <laughs> button that you'll check. It'll go through and kind of, even out the right. video for you right for, for just a hour and a half video i think on that p or on that mac it took like seven hours or yeah. eight hours and, and the thing was just yeah and what, people, and what people don't realize is like when like rendering audio is easier because it's a flat file right i'll still even say rendering an hour and a half podcast here takes an hour and a half yeah. Exactly. Once you're done, but video, but the you problem, render and you walk away, go take a shower. But or the something, problem with video thing, rendering but. is even doing simple stuff like that. It has to the software has oh, to go yeah. through frame by frame by frame by yeah. frame. Yeah, it so does it, the audio. It does the video. It does the quality of the yeah, video. Exactly. You do a 4K the effects video, you have on it, out. the transitions and that sort of stuff. So what we ended up doing, because the one thing that we have all kind of committed to with this podcast, whether it's going to be a future article, uh, something that you guys will get from the Patreon the actual audio from the podcast video when we get to video is that we want it to be good quality. Mm, Correct. We don't want to put out crap that looks really, really bad because I mean, there are some content creators that I really, really like listening to, but then I see the video and I'm like, I don't want to watch this. (laughs) It just turns me off. Yeah. yeah. Um, Lose some charm. What I would recommend you do is that if you're wanting to start something, it's either a start with low expectations Just use your camera phone, because that's another thing, is last spring when we were going to do this gameplay, we went and got this nice 4K Sony camcorder. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was only like 400 bucks more than this other quote-unquote 4K camcorder that Amazon had that was garbage. So I will say, camcorder quality does matter, but... Friend of the cast, well, not really, just more friend in IRL, <laughs> Denny. Um, he actually recommended a GoPro Hero Six. Yeah, uh-huh. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. he's yeah. like, you know, a lot of people do that, and it should work fine. Uh, I went the the Sony camcorder route. I would actually recommend in the beginning because so much goes into video editing, and you know how Squee kind of talked about for roughly three hundred dollars, you can do audio editing. Mm-hmm. I would say bare minimum, and I'm not exaggerating. It's probably like three to four grand to start doing decent and, video and, to, do oh, it yeah, efficient, and sure. to do it fast and efficient. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We end up having to go out and get an upgraded Mac Pro that had like top of the end or graphics card for what it is because yeah. we even bought it used. Right. Right. It's still like and I have grand. a I have a older Mac Pro that is still a beast in its fashion, but it's not built for video. The no. graphics cards yeah. I had in there were it's, not up to you snuff. Can, you can do it for cheaper, but it's the the load times and the yep. rendering is just going to be brutal yeah, on absolutely. you. So you need to have like I tried to do it. I tried to do it on a Windows Alienware laptop that's yeah. I think only a couple years old, and it took forever to even do small changes yep. so yeah, and i will say too the new cell phone video quality you can it's get pretty good yeah. you can get 4k on most iphones and samsung's that are going to be coming out anytime yep. in the future uh so if you have a say an iphone 
11 or if you have a Samsung S10 mm-hmm. or something like that or if you have something with a good camera on it that's a great way to start without spending any extra money that's what's sitting in your pocket so we've talked a lot about how expensive and how difficult it is I will give you a couple things to tell to give you recommendations that I wish I would have known in the beginning that'll make it easier for you one because video does take up so much space get a Google Cloud account for sure it's like five bucks a month yeah. and you can get unlimited storage so I actually do everything in Final Cut Pro now on my Mac and I automatically save it to the cloud. Yes, it takes time to get to the cloud, sure. but it takes up zero space, space. on my PC. Right. Right. Um, second thing is because if you want to do video editing and like we're going to start doing pop-up cards, whether it's live gameplay or podcasts that we've converted into YouTube, we're going to be talking about the same cards eventually over and over mm-hmm. and over. So instead of you going out and finding these and doing it there, when I initially get the card, I actually save, save each individual file, name it what the name of the card is, yes. and I actually have separate folders for each of the color identities, and within that, enchantment, instant. So then in the future where it's like, oh, Ultra of the Brood, why not? Yeah, I got, I yeah. Artifact, artifact, yeah. boom, done. And if you're really handy, and this is if you're like, a actual programmer there's actual apis that you can call that you can pull that stuff down programmatically from a database yeah but it's it's a lot of work yeah so that, it's that's a lot of work but you do bring up a great point an organization that goes back to video editing audio editing anything if you do not name your sound effects or your files mm-hmm. or your places and you don't have a good structure of organization on your computer, you will absolutely drive yourself insane. And I think we'll also get into this with the preparedness, but it's the same thing. Like I keep all my all my Bruise and builds in yep. a folder in Google right. that I can always reference, and yep. we'll, but we'll get more into that. But again, like organization is absolutely key. Yeah, you organize. I run multiple backups on multiple hard drives. I back it up to the cloud. I keep copies on my computer yeah. just in case. And then the last thing, guys, is when you do your first video, publish it and wait for feedback. Yeah, I yes. mean, <laughs> yes. I, I probably spent like three to four hours doing the very first episode of Bruise and Builds. I uh, put it out on YouTube, had a lot of people from our Discord and Patreon go out and watch it. And the feedback they gave was actually all very oh. easy and doable yes. stuff. Right. Um, and I'm so thankful that I didn't spend, because I finished that episode like yeah. a month and a half ago. We just had to wait for YouTube to oh, allow us right, to post right, to a right, channel. Right. Yeah, yeah. Wait, so wait. in that time frame, I probably would have had 10 or 15 other episodes done. I would have gone bananas yeah, if right. I would have go, go through it and everything. redo yeah, everything. Sure. done everything, so. do it again. Yeah, absolutely. Wait for the feedback because at the end yeah. goal of all of this, There's, it's your audience that's going to be listening to this content and they do have opinions and their opinions matter. Like, there's, there's absolutely. A, everybody listening to this matters to us a lot. There's a term in software development and technology called failing fast. And it it's part of the process of you try to get the you try to get something that's workable out because people aren't going to like it and they're going to have complaints, yep. right? So if you slave away and have spend 20 hours on a project and you give it to them and they give you 10 more hours to yeah. do that you could have fixed. Take so just almost like I, an 80, 20 get, approach. Yeah, get, getting something out faster and getting the feedback, yep. especially in the early stages, is better than slaving away and trying to make the first one perfect because people are going to hate it anyways and have That's bad things to say. So. Yeah, even on the same, on the first couple of, uh, the first episode of Bruising Builds, mm-hmm. I remember I sent out three or four different drafts because I went through and yeah. I did mm-hmm. one thing and I got feedback from uh, Big Tuck and Mr. Combo and then changed a few things. And then after the episode, we got some feedback from listeners and changed yeah. the sound effects and how that works. So Awesome. Yeah, definitely listen to the listeners. So the next one is the one that 
I know how to copy and paste URLs, <laughs> but that's about it. Uh, we're talking website development. If you actually want to have your own www.whatever.com. <laughs> um, so, uh, Big Tuck, why don't you talk a little bit about, you know, the beginning? Once yeah. again, this is one that with Squee you're, you were familiar with before you got into right, yeah. it. But, you know, talk about how it's evolved and things that you wish you would have known or, or things like that. So I think there's kind of two ways to go about this. And this is just how handy you are with this sort of thing, right? So um, there's so many websites out there that will just give you a platform to post stuff to. And if you don't understand how HTML and CSS and all that stuff works, that's totally fine. A company like a Wix or Squarespace or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I use Squarespace for my company They'll give you something site. that's drag and drop. But again, the, prop, the downside with that is if there's something that you have a vision for or something right. that you really want to do, it may be a little trickier to get that done within the within the confines of the website. So um, if at the, at the beginning, if you have no web experience, um, I think having a website is still very helpful. It gives you links. It kind of gives you a home place for it. Uh, go with the Wix. Go with the Squarespace. Kind of a, a, a buy, not build approach, if you will. However, if you are more handy like me and you understand HTML, uh, the easiest thing that you can do is getting a WordPress site, right? So mm-hmm. WordPress kind of gives a good, and I think you can get it for free to some level. Um, or, or minimal. Yeah. Minimal cost. WordPress gives you a lot of functionality, a lot of built-in things. The one thing I would recommend as well, and this was something that I learned along the way is I, if you are trying to start something new, something that's fresh, start with a fresh WordPress. Um, we inherited a WordPress. Thanks, Mr. T. Uh, (laughs) and it was very nice and you know, it had a lot of stuff, but unfortunately it hadn't been updated in a really long time. So me with switching jobs and all this other jazz took me a long time just to understand how it worked. And I solved problems in the first couple days that he had had for months. Right. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of a dormant site and we, and we kind of took it over and put the CMD tower logo and all that stuff on it. Um, but if you're, if you're starting off fresh, start with a fresh website, start with a fresh theme and all that and play from there. Uh, and then beyond that, if you want to get into more customizations, really learning some core HTML, core CSS languages really helps a lot, goes a long way. Um, there's a website, I think it's called w3schools.com. Uh, it's free and that's where Google will take you 10 times in a row to figure this stuff out. Yep. Um, I used to use a couple too for like Java programming and other things. Yeah. There's a lot of forums There's a lot of free stuff out there if you want to do tutorials. it. Um, and then I would also highly recommend again having a template. So when we first started doing Bruising the Builds, I was redoing them a bunch of times and all that jazz. Now I, I use a text editor called Sublime Text and I just have a saved version of the HTML that goes into all of our different casts, all of our different right. posts and all that jazz. So all I have to do is just go and find and replace in that. So again, using templates, being smart about where you're putting these things really helps a lot. Um, getting feedback is really helpful. I've been, I haven't been doing as good on this, but the last last big thing to check is there's some, there's some statistic that most websites get accessed more by a mobile device than an actual computer, especially if they're casual, like something for Commander or, right. or Magic. So making sure that your website at least loads mobile um, and is somewhat intuitive. Obviously, if you have a few things here and there that don't stack up, uh, I know on ours, the logos in the front can kind of get messy, uh, which is something that's on my list of things to fix. Uh, That helps a lot. It's just making sure that it's accessible by mobile, by a screen. If you really want to get into it, test on Chrome, test on Internet Explorer. Right. Most people just use Chrome or Firefox, and that'll pick up most of them. Safari. Yeah. There you go. Seriously. Yeah. Oh, yuck. Still. <laughs> yeah, I it's love brutal. that. 
So anyway, so um, like I said, I think it's just I think it's just looking at the matrix gives you the willies. Then just get a Squarespace account and just post it there. Yep. Um, again, it's really more about just having the posts up consistently, having them on time, and and having something to link to as well. And just be available. It goes yep. kind of back to social media. Have a website if people go there. Have a Twitter. Yep. Have a Facebook. If they're on it and they search your name, it's better to show up than not. So the one thing I will add to where if you don't want to do any of what Big Talk just <laughs> talked about, um, we actually use Podbean, mm-hmm. which was recommended to us from the Commander Smiths because we were on Buzzsprout. That oh, that's right. why yeah. it's all different. So, oh, okay. Yeah. So with Fixing Podbean problems. and Buzzsprout, those are our podcast hosting platforms, which, by the way, I thought hosting a podcast would be free. It's not. They want money, too. <laughs> Correct. Weird. Oh! What? Remember how I told you I can't get the the sprout to work or like our thing? I didn't oh. know that. I didn't know that was just over. <laughs> you mean the bean? I thought we were still on, on bus. No. <laughs> we switched over to Podbeans. We've got better analytics. Oh, my God. But anyways, you, they actually create a free website, and they already have these just basic templates. Mm-hmm. And there's not a lot of customization, but if you're like, I am just so fearful of any of this stuff, Whatever podcasting platform you go to, they're going to give you a pod. I think ours is like cmdtower.podbean.com. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can do some whatever they have within there. So that is a, what I would suggest, worst case scenario. Or at, at, at least a good place to start. Yes. You, you yeah. have something. All right. The next one we're going to go to is, I think I'm just going to summarize this as finances. As you've heard, We've been throwing around money from as little as uh, it's not that much all the way up to three or four thousand dollars. And definitely this is something that I have learned throughout the process. Um, You know, one thing that I'm very good with uh, with my IRL job is being able to look at return on investment and figure out how much you want to put in. The one thing that I would highly encourage any of you guys listening to do is if you're going to shell out something more than two or three hundred dollars for said item, make sure you spend whatever amount of time you spend to say, okay, you know what? I'm good with it. Go ahead and just do an extra day or two on it. Cause like the camcorder, Mm -hmm. that was such a waste of money considering Mm -hmm. we're probably still six months away from from doing live gameplay. Right. Um, You know, I'm, I'm glad I ended up getting the Mac pro so that way we could do final cut pro. Cause if we hadn't, we probably would never even get started. Not even close. Um, You know, until we got enough money from our awesome patrons. Uh, But once again, that was still okay. Well, that was two grand when it's like and uh, like forty episodes deep right. into the podcast. So like, oh, we're we almost at fifty. Lot, right? yeah. so, <laughs> well, at the at the time of purchase. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be a lot. Um, and then you know, even like you know the merchandise. You know, we were able to get really sweet mat sleeves and play mats from overseas. And we've had some people that have bought them from our uh, sponsor, Level One Gaming. We have them as reward tiers and Patreon. But really, I just have like eight crates divided evenly between them sitting in my basement that it's like, you know what, it's probably going to be like six months to a year before this stuff is gone. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's just more gaining cobwebs. So the biggest thing is this can be very expensive if you make it Mm -hmm. be very expensive. If you want to stay low key, stay low to the ground, stickers is a great way. That's one of the things that I think I Mm -hmm. did really smart. Uh, because I was able to go, I went to Sticker Mule and I was able to get those awesome CMD Tower stickers. Yeah, those are really nice. It's like I got 150 matte ones, really high quality, mm-hmm. uh, shipped within, delivered to me within a week of ordering. They even proofed it for free for me to make sure, like, hey, it's going to fit like this. Right, yeah. And I think I paid in total for 600 
I probably paid between a quarter to 30 cents each, somewhere yeah, in there. Yeah. Uh, you can get, you know, with, there were lower quality sticker options that you can get for yeah, like a nickel. what you're looking for. I would say in the sticker world, do vinyl. Yeah, because it's waterproof. Yeah, oh, for okay. sure. Uh, a lot of stickers are paper and they're not. Like, I, I yeah. got these for the studio as well. And the ones that I ordered were vinyl. I did a cheaper quality, thinner vinyl because I was mm. just going to be slapping them on stop signs or whatever the hell. <laughs> I didn't do it. It wasn't me. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, I got a thousand vinyl stickers for 80 bucks. Right. Yeah. So I'd say stickers are a great cheap way to kind of get started. And also anyone in your core group or even smaller play group, if everyone's willing to chip in 15, 20 bucks, you could go get t-shirts made from like sure. a local yeah, yeah, t-shirt yeah. person. Um, you know, initially I looked at getting them done over in China because we can get them way, 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 way cheaper um, and still good quality, but I was going to have like a thousand t-shirts. Yeah. Right, I didn't yeah. want to add to the quantity. quantity, quantity I'm not trying to open a CMD Tower <laughs> store. Although that may be coming. So. <laughs> sure, if I win the lottery, actually I have said if I win the lottery, yeah, I'm going to buy that buy abandoned that. place over by Quick Trip on Row right. and make it into a CMD Tower LGS and Dope. just hang out. Just get those scratchers, baby. <laughs> scratchers. <laughs> scratchers. So uh, that would probably be the big thing overall is if you think on something and it's going to be where it's like it, whatever your budget is and, and mm-hmm. it, your, your budget could be spending more than 50 bucks is a lot of money. Yeah. Whatever you're like, ooh, this is a lot. However long you think on it and you make your decision to do it, Go ahead and wait another few sure. days yeah, yeah, yeah. and do For more sure. research and Good ask idea. more questions Great idea. because, you know, you may end up getting back on the fence. And if that's the case, it's like, well, maybe we just need to wait. Yeah. So. All right. Well, the last one we're going to talk about is content preparation. How do we actually get all of this stuff <laughs> to talk to you guys about? I'm going to be honest. This is, I think, the easiest thing yeah. that I possibly do. Uh, yeah, we're passionate yeah, about it. You yeah, get excited yeah. about it. You look at a card and you go, ooh, that could work. That could work. That could work. And well, you get, by it, the end of 30 minutes, you're, you're yeah, halfway there. And a lot of us, we've been we've been playing for so long that mm-hmm. we have so many cards in our head. Like, I'll be honest, guys. With the average bruise and builds, my prep takes maybe for me to go through and actually do the grains and all that stuff. 15 minutes tops, 20 minutes mm-hmm. tops. Uh, the longest thing is me doing the, uh, the actual categories on tapped out. Yeah, right. Yeah, I agree. If if it's my week to do a podcast, doing it all in is like an hour. Yep. Tops, right. maybe. But right. when it's not your week, how long does it take you? Half an hour? <laughs> yeah. 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 But that's also because I have a template in Google, in Google Drive, I that, I, too. that I yep. save every week that yeah. has all the things, including yep. my descriptions of the grains and all that stuff. Yep. That's right there. That's available every week. That gets saved into a folder that has it all organized. You can look it up on any jazz. device. Yeah. Like, yep. It's super you're just easy. Like if, my, if my tablet dies, then I can go straight to my phone and not Correct. miss a beat. Yep. Um, and again, I think like one thing... One thing, if I've learned anything in the world of IT, it's that doing th- doing one thing more than once if you don't have to is a waste of time. Correct. So ta- having having those sort of cheats with, with templates, having those sort of cheats with folders that are saved for this so you don't have to go scrambling around. Um, but yeah. I will say with that. Same in audio, too. Save templates yeah. of your, your podcast setup so you don't have to make new tracks every time or and make will, new things I, every time. But I will say if you don't use them or don't use them correctly, it's a waste of time to even start them off. Correct. Yeah. Right? So, Absolutely. like, being consistent, making sure that you're thinking things through, taking time. If you can, um, being as adva- – being – Taking the time to do it two days in advance so you're not scrambling at the last minute before sure. you drive here or yep. whatever. Or right? being like, like Big Tuck where he walks and he's like, I haven't even looked at the deck today. That's not, when yeah. has that ever happened? It happened once. What? When? I think he came in hungover. Oh, you have to be more specific than that. <laughs> there, was, there, was, there was one day you showed up and I forgot. 
that oh, we were recording oh, completely. Oh, yeah. oh, that was hilarious. <laughs> but I think I just like, showed, but the funny thing is he just let me in and I came downstairs and I set up my life. Well, as soon I, as you showed and like knocked on the door, I was just like, oh God, oh. this is happening <laughs> right cool now. But I will give you this. If you're going to do a magic podcast, make sure you have your Google Drive up in one tab. Yep. Google Docs is great yeah, as so well. Good. Tapped out architect in the other, whatever deck you're talking about. Sure. Mm-hmm. And EDH rec in your third yeah. one or Scryfall it's super or Gather. Say Scryfall. You can look up prices, you can look yeah. up card pictures, yeah. you can look up text, whatever you Whatever need. your preference is. And if you know, again, if you understand how database queries work, you can mm-hmm. do some pretty interesting stuff with Scryfall search functionality, but again, that's next, that's like next level, bro. Yeah. Get yes, in, get yeah. In. So it's totally metal, bro. Those Boolean operators. Yeah. Oh, exactly. And then the last thing I'll recommend on your Google Docs, because I do this for Bruise and Builds, but I don't for Action News, and so I don't know what episodes for what make sure you do an e zero one yes, in the correct. very beginning yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, make, or oh title God. it like label your episode same for all your podcast right. recording same for everything i label all my mtg action four ones but they just have whatever the topic right, is yeah. it doesn't tell me what episode <laughs> it is so i can tell you what episode brews and builds we're gonna do i have no oh, clue what action yeah. news is yeah, so. it's it's interesting on the content i really the cards speak for themselves yeah. for the most part once you bring them up you get genuine reactions from people and i would also say in front of the microphones a lot of people are kind of nervous when you start out and Mm -hmm. and timid don't be scared to yell at the microphone get into it don't be scared clap interact stop looking at the microphone don't be scared in the kck look at the person you're interacting with get back and forth hand gestures the whole nine if i could show you a big tuck on a normal day he's like dipping diving ducking he's (laughs) throwing his hands in the air as for someone who's not italian i do use my hands quite a bit to to enunciate my points it really does help you and like get your voice out there and i learned that in cold calling too we would always stand up get a wireless headset and walk around the room just get your blood flowing Uh, so just have some i I don't like to sit i always like i I usually have a few beers helps too but Uh, yeah yeah but like that also is like everything I do. (laughs) You have a few beers to take a pee in the morning? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I just have to have a couple to just get my work brains going. Not true. All right, guys. Well, that's going to cover what's the plane chase. Now in that last segment, Squeed dives into those creative juices with the Weatherland to you live from Weatherlight Chopper 4. I'm Squee McGee. So today I wanted to tell you a little vision that I had. Uh, it's been brewing for a little bit from, I don't know, maybe five or six episodes ago. Did uh, it come from a dream? Uh, it, it, or was it a shower thought? Uh, no, it was actually... I've had one of those in a while. I know, I know. I, guess I, I just don't it, shower anymore. I would call it a studio <laughs> thought. Okay, all right. I was editing the podcast and it popped into my head because I heard something I liked. So, all right. Uh, it involves wizards, it involves artifacts, it involves uh, possibly, maybe... Someday in a galaxy far, far away, energy. No, we were just talking about this. I was talking about this with Ross today, but continue. So I only have one energy card I'm going to talk about, but this is a cry. This is a commander. Uh, yeah. this, is, this is a plead to wizards. Give it to me. They won't. Give it, me but, some it energy. Broke, it broke standards so bad. Give me some <laughs> energy, please. Anyways, but uh, so the commander that I'm talking about today is Hope of Girapur. Oh yeah. The hog. Oh man. Hog going hog wild, baby. <laughs> Love this card. Isn't that a terrible Tim Allen movie? Ho- no, that's Roadhog, oh, okay. which is Road- horrible. Yeah, that is a terrible Tim Allen <laughs> movie. There's, there's one part in that where... Is that Tim Allen and Martin Lawrence? Yeah, yep. and, uh, wow. and John Travolta, John Travolta and, and William John H. Macy. But the best part about that I is... get H. Macy in there. And like, there's a part where they're like, hey, I have a ride a bike too. And he goes, oh yeah, Huffy or Harley. That's one good one. And then a second a good one looking is... good Huffy you got down there, boy. There's a decent uh, there's a decent scene where Ray Liotta, who plays uh, like degenerate biker, just dresses them all down for being like old white guys. 
it's, it's pretty good, but yes, that movie is horrible. All right. The Hog. What Anyways. does Heap of Gear Poor do? Uh, yeah, so for those that play in the home game, Hope of Gear Poor is a one-drop artifact, a legendary artifact Thropter. Uh, it is a 1-1 one, one with flying, and it reads, Sacrifice Hope of Girapur until your next turn. Target player who was dealt combat damage by Hope of Girapur this turn can't cast non-creature spells. So if we're playing in a points format where you get things for, like, you know, winning non non-infinite combo-wise and X, Y, and Z, this is the best first blood commander of all time. <laughs> it gets in, it deals damage, turn two, guaranteed. Yep. I mean, Eureka could do it turn two. Turn two? Mm -hmm. Wait, well, sort of. But, like, if you have Hog out first, then Eureka can. This is consistent every game. All right, well, this is a colorless deck, so yes. what are we doing? I was a little nervous about the whole colorless thing. It, what do you mean? You just played waste. still are, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't the land, so it was like $2 about. now. Yeah, this card's really? cheap. Yeah, yeah oh. waste are. Waste are up to two bucks? I think so, yeah. What? Dude, I have a stack of, like, a hundred. No joke, <laughs> I'm going to the trade block today. <laughs> All right, Anyways, what do we got? So the first one I figured since I was talking about energy, I'd have to bring it up. So this is Gonti, Aether's Heart. What is it? it? Oh, yes. It is a legendary artifact, costs six to play. Whenever Gonti's Aether Heart or another artifact enters the battlefield under your control, you get two energy counters. Pay... Let me count this up. One, two, three, four, five, seven, six, eight? seven, Cause eight. Because you, you can't have a freaking number next to energy. It's so dumb. <laughs> Pay eight energy. Exile Gonti's Aether Heart. Take an extra turn after this one. Yeah, huh. boy. Yeah. Three extra turns. So, in an all artifact deck, seems pretty good. Probably don't need a whole lot of help ah, on the energy it's all side of things. before the colon. I was hoping there was a way yeah. you could abuse it. Yeah, no, no. not really. No, but it's, you just, get a free it's extra just turn. a free extra turn. You six know for, it's coming. Six for free. And, six for free. And in an all artifact deck, every drop's a good one. I like it. Yeah. I've tried. I've had this card, and I've had this card and it might still have it or else maybe i traded it and i just could never find a deck for it but well, it well. is in less than nine or less than a thousand decks wow yeah. really yeah, you, nice uh the last card i'm talking about today boys is under a hundred decks total if i remember, if i recall correctly right. uh anyway so uh moving on from that the next one i wanted to talk about is yet another extra turn involved type of card it's Ugin's, Ugin's nexus er, yeah Ugin's nexus yeah he named it he's on it he knows what i'm talking card about rules. <laughs> So it's oh, a Doyle rules. It's another legendary Ugin artifact. Ugin rules. <laughs> Eugene rules. <laughs> got any more? Oh uh, no. That's, 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 uh, I got chaos. You reigns. But that's a deep dude. Cut. A dope altar of this would be Eugene Levy from American Pie. <laughs> it's just his eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Anyway, so this one reads if a player would begin an extra turn, that player skips that turn instead. Damn you, Will! <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. If Ugin's, nexus, <laughs> Ugin's Nexus would be put into a graveyard from the battlefield instead, exile it and take an extra turn after this one. What is this extra turn? I'm going to no. deal 63 Something. combat or <laughs> commander damage. I can't even talk. I'm so flustered. It's it's a it's a sub theme. This card is so good in any Umbrical deck because you just have no downside, right? Yeah. And yeah. then if you want to be real degenerate, you can play like Croc Clan Ironworks, play it, sack it, take an extra turn immediately. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> pretty good. I like it. <laughs> I thought I was the degenerate. Mono mono gray extra turns. Yeah. Mono gray. <laughs> mono gray. Do you remember that argument we got into that when we first started playing where I thought colorless actually counted as a color? Yes. yes. And yeah. now you were super wrong. Uh, oh man, that was a frustrating time. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so the next one's actually very simple. It's Prying Blade. You probably have heard of it before. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's a one drop artifact equipment. Equipped creature gets plus one plus zero. Whenever a equipped creature deals combat damage to a player, create a colorless treasure artifact. Well, that's not attack. bad. Sacrifice yeah. this artifact, add uh. one man of any color to mana pool. And it's a two cost for the equip. I mean, that 
seems like it should be played in more budget decks. I agree because it's yeah. 14 cents. So yeah. it's like it's kind of like a worse traveler or um sort of the animist, yeah. but even mm -hmm. though it costs one less to bring out. So if you think about it with Hog, you can almost I've seen people play Tiny Leaders, which I'll have fond memories of, when mm -hmm. they played Hog Voltron and it suited it up and no one could stop it because it was a flyer. And as soon as it had some yeah. sort of some sort of other protection, sure. it just kept coming in. So yeah. if and you then, can slap this on your hog, go you hog. You could potentially wild. Oh man, drop first turn soul ring, put this on the board. You couldn't quite get it on him, but But the next turn when he can yeah, attack you. When he could. can attack yeah, he's the on there draw. really quickly. The nuttest of draws. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was. It's a very basic card. It's very cheap, but sure. yeah, I thought it was underutilized and and yeah, I like it. Just <laughs> well, I don't know. It just fits. <laughs> what do you think? What do you? This this is too out of range for seven dwarfs, right? We're getting the extra treasure token. I kind of thought about it, but it doesn't give any evasion. Evasion, or right? So then it's like right. seven dwarfs don't get it anyway. Yeah, so, so if anyone's gonna chump block, they're gonna chump block that, that specific one. Yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Don't worry. It was already going. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So last one I'm talking about. It's a big tuck special. Ooh. It is in, if I recall What is that, right. a number, number two? Number three? What? Big tuck special. Uh, number yeah, what's your number on the menu? Number 69. Bye, chicka, wow, wow. Oh, they're going to be like, number suck it. <laughs> oh, damn it. You missed it. I totally blew it. Suck. <laughs> ah, man. Well, you know, what maybe next time. Maybe he legit looks time. defeated. <laughs> he does. He's leaning back. It's He's sad. A, it's a surprise. He probably doesn't want to even record it anymore. No. Uh, so it's a little card called Jinxed Ring. It's what? a two mana <laughs> artifact. Whenever any card is put into your graveyard from play, Jinx Ring deals one damage to you. <laughs> Sacrifice a creature, target opponent, gains control of Jinx Ring permanently. This thing is so janky! Yes! Yeah! <laughs> 94 decks! Yeah! Oh, I, so, do like, I, I do like, like the free sack outlet. Yeah. Oh, it's true, because you can do and like six. Yeah, oh my god. <laughs> oh, I'm on Case board. Of I'm back. No, there's, oh, way, there's way better sack outlets in this one. I what like is, it a lot. Don't what is this said? Is this no. stronghold? Uh yeah, wow. stronghold. Good call. <laughs> that Weather, was a good call. Weatherlight block. That one's taking me a second. That's my deep pull of the month. Oof. Yeah, I, I actually, but I like yeah. that card. I think though. it works really well in this deck being too. So right? Cheap and nobody ever uses it. I was, right. Like I looked at it, and I was kind of like, what the hell? Like everybody probably reads the first line of text and quits. Well, again, well, I mean, you, I just about did. <laughs> Case in point. If you have anything, like, uh, there are a fair amount of artifacts that will generate tokens for you, right? Like, uh, Frixian Processor is kind of a range, but there's one that's like an Orichoi uh, hatchery that creates snake tokens for next to nothing, so... Could you imagine putting this onto the board, sacrificing creature, putting it on somebody else's board, and then dropping a rest in peace? Oh. They can't get rid of it. They have to sit on it. No. Because it says... Uh, it exiles... But it's sacrifice into, sacrificing a creature is the cost oh, that's to do true. the ability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they can get rid of it. Yeah, it doesn't have to hit the graveyard. That would actually be they, bad because oh, they would never take right. right. That okay, is what we right. call in the industry a nombo. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just a bad play. <laughs> no, it's a nombo. It's an inter interaction. Because if you have rest in peace, it never even goes to the graveyard. Oh. So now the actual reason why you do want to play this is completely blank. <laughs> I always feel like a nombo is more of a... 
it, it starts and then it just stops. No, for me, it's like it's like when I think of Nambo, it just cancels. It's just like a complete cancellation. Of it's a no go. <laughs> yeah, Wait, uh, <laughs> can't show that on the interwebs. Anyways, uh, well, before we end this, I do always like to do my non-budget recommendation, but it's actually not even that that non-budget. It's it's three, artifacts. It's hard. Three dollars and ninety-five cents. Well, it's not an artifact. It's a planeswalker. It's one everyone knows about. Ugin the Ineffable. Yeah. Yeah. Six colorless, but it's just the reason you'd want it is colorless spells you cast cost two less to cast. Yep. Beautiful. And it's plus one draws cards. Uh, so, I agree. Yep. And there's another one that if you want to go the Voltron, Voltron route. Voltron. 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 Nice. So there's a card called Ghostfire Blade. It's a one drop, uh, a one drop uh, equipment. Equipped creature gets plus two, plus two. Equipped three, its ability costs two less to activate if it targets a colorless creature. Oh, there you go. That's so nice. There you if, go. You want to do, if you want to turn it into a little more win con with the guy, then this definitely gets you there. I like it. Well, I don't know. If I feel like if he could turn this into a win con with that guy, he'll just turn Reese into a win con because they're basically identical. Just Reese's better. <laughs> Anyways. Well, that's all I had. I'll kick it back to the Action 4 News Desk with Big Tuck and Mr. Combo. Thank you for staying with us. And as always, remember the great giveaways from CMD Tower and Level 1 Game Shop. Support your news team by retweeting, subscribing, following, liking, sharing, and placing orders through level1gameshop.com. Also, another way to support your news team is head over to patreon.com slash cmdtower. With reward tiers for all the budgets, there is a way you, the collective, can help. You can stay in touch with your MTG Action 4 News team by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and our website, cmdtower.com. You can communicate directly with your team at cmdtower, at Mr. Combo number 5, all spelled out except for the 5, at Dear Squee, at Big Tuck Tweeting. From your MTG Action 4 News team, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night.